Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another crazy episode of our Mother's Day special. I'm Donna. I'm Paula, and today we have Sarah J. Nelson and her mom, Mrs. Woods. How are you guys doing? We're good. Great. Wonderful. So pleased to have you on the show. We're so excited to be here. I love this show. You guys are so much fun. And I get to get my mom on here and tell her what a great mom she is and, um, you know, I'm a little nervous about your rapid fire questions for Mother's Day, but I'm ready. Let's do this. They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> They're good questions. There's nothing wrong with these questions. Yeah. You know, like the first one we'd like to start with is hypothetically, if I need to hide a body, do you know a good place? <laughs> oh, well that mom. Well, <laughs> you don't have to answer that question. Let me see. She's messing with you. <laughs> No, we don't. You don't. Mm, no. we don't. People have. And, and, you know, some of them make me nervous, but, you know, it's all We've good. We've had some great answers. People answer that question and they have, like, ideas to share. Oh, yeah. We've had great oh, ideas. Everyone watches way too many crime shows. I, I figured this out. I think everyone has full-time subscriptions to the ID check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, and they wonder, like, are criminals learning from these shows? Like, that can't be a good thing. Can't be. And what makes I you laugh? It- those shows, like once I had kids, I became so sensitive um, to like having bad dreams and stuff. Like when I was pregnant with my son, my second, I I was watching Deadwood. Did you ever watch that show? Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, it's so violent. And yeah, so I I'm like a delicate little flower now. I'm like you know, <laughs> I can't watch those crime shows. They make me too sad. But, you know, but I write songs that are very dark at times. So I guess that's where I go into uh, the dark <laughs> side is in my songwriting sometimes. Yeah. Well, what's really funny is when the, the daughters look at their mums as if to say, how did you answer that question so quickly? Is it <laughs> <it> all planned? <laughs> Somebody answered it like this and it's like, wow. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> So, one of our newer questions is, what's the best thing since sliced bread? Mm, Definitely music. (laughs) Music is my thing. Always has been. I was raised on country music. Yeah. I, I would say, I think the best thing since sliced bread is... Um... I like, I've got these new, if you're talking about food, can we talk about food? We can talk about food. Whatever you want to talk about. (laughs) You've got these little tiny cucumbers that they have at Costco now, and they're like this big. They're like pickle size, and you can just dip them right in the hummus. You don't have to slice the cucumbers anymore. So it's like the opposite of sliced bread. It's non-sliced cucumbers. You just eat the cucumbers. I'm really into it. Like, it's a big thing for me. Like, I'm. it's my thing. So it's the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> I love that. Oh, um, that's great. Oh, we can always talk food on here and drinks. Oh, yeah. 
Yes. Green drink. <laughs> She's got a good thing. <laughs> so who, what's uh, one of your favorite um, musicians that you grew up listening to? Doesn't have to be country. It could be anyone. Who? What's one of your favorite? I have to say that, like, if you turned on some music to listen to, who would it be? Other than I your daughter. I have several. <laughs> I love Patsy Cline. I love Dolly Parton is probably my favorite entertainer ever. I mean, she's so real. Mm-hmm. Mom used to be a tour guide at the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. And she knows a lot about the history of country music and just has like a genuine love for it. And so I don't think it's an accident that I do what I do because I was raised with just this family that loved bluegrass and country and, you know, a lot of the traditional stuff. So, I mean, I like, I like the newer, newer artists as well, but I, I'm just uh, a sucker for Kitty Wells. Kitty Wells is one of my favorites. Me too. Yeah, we like the same stuff. We're, we're like, easy. Yeah, we're easy. We're good on a road trip. It's just old country. <laughs> women of country. <laughs> okay, so this leads to one more thing. If you could talk to anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to talk about? Because hmm. wow. it may be music. I would. I have to say, it would have to be my mama. She lived oh. here in this house with us. Yeah. We had four generations in this house. On, right? on the property. So right mom here. lives here. I live here. And Mammy used to live with us Her, before she passed away. They call away. my parents Mammy and Pappy. And you know what's really strange is they were so in love for all the years they were married. Just Sarah Jane wrote a song for them called uh, No Tomorrow. Yeah. And I mean, it was the sweetest thing you've ever heard. And if you get a chance, go listen to it on in video. <laughs> It's awesome. No tomorrow. This is my press agent. I know. But, but Pappy and Mammy met at the USO. He was in the yeah. Navy. And so what she's getting at is Mammy died on Pappy's birthday. And oh, yeah. and I just that was so sweet and such a beautiful thing. And we, we would love to see Mammy talk to Mammy again. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> Sarah Jane was playing the they were playing the guitar and singing to her at yeah. the hospice place and yeah, she just smiled. and she wasn't real coherent at that time, but she would just kind of pat you know. She was hearing the music. She knew we were there. And music is so powerful because you know I've done a lot of music in nursing homes and different environments, and like when people have lost all ability to communicate, they respond to music, and mm-hmm. it's so incredible how the brain processes music. And Mammy was no different. She just mm-hmm. loved hearing um i'll fly away and may the circle be unbroken may the circle be unbroken (gasps) yeah so that's what we would do we would jam with mammy again (laughs) that sounds amazing that sounds amazing okay what sitcom family would you be a member of Hmm. sitcom family What, what are you what about you i don't know Oh gosh, I have so many favorite sitcoms, but they're all really dysfunctional families. That's why I like them. <laughs> Modern Family. My son and I are obsessed with Modern Family right now, but That's I don't great. know if I need to be in that family. But um, what is our favorite sitcom family, Mom? I don't know. I just know that um, The Office is one of my favorite shows ever. I know. Does that count as a family? It makes me laugh. They it's are a family. It's an office family. I work there. I know. 
I think it's hysterical. Yeah. But I mean, it would be kind of cool to be in like Little House on the Prairie family. Like if you're talking about a family, like that would be kind of interesting. Like, I don't think I want to live permanently in that time. The Waltons. Because I've got too much to say as a woman to live in those Sarah times. Jane would get like, I'd be able to hang her. <laughs> and burn me at the stake. Um, but I, it would be so interesting, you know, um, to be in the. Little House on the Prairie family. But I have to say this one thing about Sarah Jane. She has two younger brothers and two older brothers. And all of them will say, I'm not scared of anything. Except I don't mess with my sister. <laughs> not mess with Sarah Jane. Good for you. Good for That's you. her. I love that. A lot of boys around me. And that's why mom and I are so close, I think, because, you know, like, she's like, she is like my sister in so many ways. And I don't know if you guys want to hear a little, you want to hear a little interesting backstory tidbit? Of course. So I went to New York City when I was 17 to be an actor. Like, I'm going to go be on Broadway. And I left little Louisiana town and, um, that year, my mom got divorced, and it was a surprise and shock to everyone that she became, you know, divorced, and oh, we wow. were all shocked. And so I went home. After I'd gotten there, I got an agent. I was going, doing my thing, living in Midtown. I went home, and I said, Mom, you're moving to New York City. And I had never stayed in a motel by myself. No. I've been she married 30 years. She'd almost. never eaten in a restaurant by herself, ever. And so she put her stuff in a rider truck with the cat, Lily, winterized the pool, like closed the house down. And she drove from Monroe, Louisiana to New York City. I met her on a Sunday. I got us an apartment, two bedroom. And then I introduced her to my agent and they loved her because she's so sweet and smart and funny. And they called me when we got home. They said, does your mom want to work here? my and, first job and I, I said I said yes she does and they were like but I was like mom you work at the Krasny office now and so then she was an assistant and she became she worked her way up and became fully franchised New York City agent like 1501 Broadway like on you know like the right in, right in Times Square. Square and she was my agent and she actually uh, you know, when I got my first Broadway show and my next one, like, and all the things I did, like, you could see mom's handwriting on the breakdowns, like, SJ, you know, she was making sure I was getting auditions. And yeah. so I always joke and say, I didn't go to New York with any connections, but I imported my own connection. <laughs> and, and she was amazing, you know, so she went from just like this, like housewife who who wasn't sure of herself to being like a New York City. Yeah. Theater I never agent. had a checkbook or a charge card. I mean, I was one of those oh. Southern women. She was like, you know, she oh. didn't have any control. So, so scared. That's the lo- that's the short version of a very long story. But eventually mm-hmm. she moved to Nashville and I went out to LA to do more TV film. And then when I moved here to Nashville and became a single mom, it was just amazing to like, and we're back together again, you know, and so. Two single women. <laughs> I love it. That's a great story. <laughs> super mom but is. she is single just putting it out there i mean if there's any any guys watching this woman is a gem she i love is, it 
Crazy yeah. women country no. Sarah Jane put me on a dating site for <laughs> older people and wrote people saying it was me. And I'll hear everybody in the living room laughing. We look at the pictures. And they look at all the pictures. And then Jay, my her brother, yells and he goes, Mom, do you like unibrows? And I'm like, okay, guys, that's it. I'm never having a date as long as I live. I want it stopped now. No, she wants a date. <laughs> guys, SarahJaneNelson.com, contact me. And I will. you will have to go through my screening first. But... I'm open. I'm open-minded. And she loves to travel. She loves walks on the beach and, you know, all those yeah, things. I do love her. <laughs> I love it. It's pretty scary, actually. <laughs> uh, okay, let's just, just move on from this one. What's your favorite drink? Favorite drink? Water is what I drink. You guys know from my last interview, I don't have the most exotic drinks. Although I'm drinking LaCroix now when I'm feeling a little wild and crazy, I drink a LaCroix. Mom, I drink, sweet tea. I drink half and half sweet tea. Yeah. That's what I drink. Us. And coffee, coffee. That's what I learned in New York city to say coffee. I drink my coffee in the morning. Okay. okay. If you could add somebody to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? Well, I really think Dolly Parton, I know we brought her up before, but I think she would be a really good addition because I feel like she's such a uniter and we need, we need that. Like there, I just love how she, she brings people together. Her fan base is so varied from ages to political affiliations and charity and viewpoints. She's very oh charitable and I just think she's the all-American girl. Yeah. And her big hair would be fabulous on Mount Rushmore. Oh, it would be awesome. A big bouffant hairdo. <laughs> it would definitely glamorize it, wouldn't it? Oh, glamorize it. Glamorize. But Mount Rushmore is on sacred Indian ground, right? I mean, is that a thing? Like, I think that that's, it's controversial. Mm. Let's just add her to her own mountain. Let's do, let's put her in the Great Smokies. There you go. Awesome. We can call it Dolly Mountain. Dolly Mountain. <laughs> probably already is one. Yeah. <laughs> there probably, yeah. Yeah, there probably is. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um. So, who are some of the women that have inspired you growing up? Wow. Mom, you want me to go first? You go first. I would say that the the women who have inspired me the most would be the women in my family um for sure so i was raised with my great grandmother who was called nanny and um she was amazing and this was so this would have been my mom's grandmother yeah so we had nanny she lived mammy mom and me so we i grew up with four generations and the nanny died and I have my daughter. So we, I mean, I've had four generations in my life for most of my life mm -hmm. and I'm so lucky. I mean, I know not everybody has that. And so I just, it, it's everything about who I am as a person today, I think is the, the women in my family have this unbelievable work ethic, <laughs> like unbelievable work ethic and just a, a, a warmth. You know, like all the warmth and kindness that I have is a hundred percent from mom, mammy, and nanny. So by far 
biggest influences. And you'd probably say and the same. And I would say the same the- thing, except that my, a lot of the influence in my life was music because my dad played guitar. I lived up in the hills of Arkansas, up in the Ozark Mountains, and that's where I was raised. And we went to bluegrass festivals. So who was the influence? My influences were the women who were on the Grand Ole Opry every Saturday night. Yeah. And first, we could only the Carters. The, oh, the Carter, Maybelle Carter. I mean, when it finally became televised, it was huge because we listened to it on the radio. My Granny Woods, who lived way up in the mountains, she had no electricity, and she would put the radio on her car battery. <laughs> She had an old old tractor and she would, yeah, put the battery. And then Saturday night, we'd all sit oh outside and listen to the Grand Ole I Opera. never heard that. Is there a song in there or what? Oh, yeah. like, Absolutely. You're powering the Grand Ole Opry from your tractor battery? Like, that is. People did that a lot back then. Okay, I'll write that song. Like, probably. That was dedication. Definitely dedication. Okay. What's a favorite thing you do with your daughter? Hmm, what's our favorite thing? I don't know. What is yours? <laughs> I love. I like love, if you could have a day, what would you do? I would go shop with you <laughs> because I don't have. This is Sarah Jane's outfit. Hey, well, I don't know anything that I don't know about. She dressing. came over and I was like, she had this like outfit on and I was like uh okay let me let me redo this uh-uh. and so I gave her a tank top and I gave her this and she went and changed the thing and she's like and so now I'm, she so kind of looks we look like the we same can't. we have like this she's wearing the Sarah Jane outfit so. I know it's we so have weird. fun shopping I like to kind of you know update her a little bit but I have to tell you this too I when I moved here to Nashville I thought what am I you know after I w- worked at the Opry for a few years I thought what do I want to do and I opened the first charm school in Nashville I teach etiquette to children wow. and oh my gosh this is so not the same world we were raised in <laughs> so this would be your favorite thing to do yeah I mean with I me? lo- not with you this was, this was what yeah. you like to do with that was shopping <laughs> Shopping. <laughs> really teach me etiquette. <laughs> Trying to see where that was going. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it went from. It was you dressing her and teaching her that. So then, yeah. <laughs> I I could probably use some etiquette here and there. Although she's taught me pretty well. So <laughs> my favorite thing to do. I really love to get my toes done. And that's something my mom and I, even since we lived in New York together, we would go get our toes done. So that's what I like to Pedicure do. Time. I don't do it very often. I don't, I got like, you know, I have no artist, guitar player, like busy, busy lady nails, but my toes usually look pretty decent. That's good. <laughs> Not mine. Wonderful. <laughs> so what's one of the craziest things your daughter has given you or funniest for Mother's Day? Oh, Wow. You should tell the story about when Jay and Philip and I bought you that wreath. Oh my gosh. (laughs) When the kids were really little and I was married to Sarah Jane's dad, Sarah was probably five years old. So that made the boys, you know, like uh, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 and 11. And Mother's Day came and their dad who never does did anything, you know, like shopping or any of that stuff. He took them to Walmart and let them go in and buy me a Mother's Day present without even looking at it. They bring the bag out 
he gave them the money and they brought the bag out. The next morning, they're going to have breakfast in bed for me. And the boys are behind Sarah Jane with a tray. Sarah Jane has a funeral wreath. <laughs> the kind they put on graves. That says mother. It says mother across it. And she comes walking in the bedroom and I'm like, it had like the kickstand to put it on the yeah, grave. And, yeah. and that's what and Philip said, Mom, you can put it on the dining room table. It has a stand on it. They had no clue. I said, those ladies at Walmart were probably going, Oh, these poor little children. Three three unaccompanied small children buying a funeral wreath that says mother. I mean, is that a situation? <laughs> Yeah, oh there's someone crying after they, you know, someone that after they left crying. And my guess is that we were probably like, "Oh my gosh, it's perfect!" It's like it's like it has flowers all on it. It had my name on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the in, the innocence of children, isn't it? They don't. That's <laughs> the best. That's one of the best stories. I, you really should still have it. I'm I upset that you. Won't. I know it's gone. We moved so many times. <laughs> 22 times in 30 years. It yeah. was lost by accident. <laughs> Hopefully somebody put it at the cemetery. <laughs> Just leave it on the steps and see what happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is a favorite memory of your daughter? I have to say one of my absolute favorite memories of Sarah Jane is when she decided as a, were you a junior or a senior in high school when you went to Minneapolis? Oh, with the pageant? Uh -huh. Oh, I was a, a senior in high school. I did a, I decided to do a pageant. The girl who was Miss Louisiana had to drop out. So they let somebody go at large. She didn't even tell me she <sighs> applied for the whole thing. She had all it was this like community this service. It was like it, academics and all of that. And they let her do it. And I said, Sarah Jane, these girls, they buy $3,000 dresses. I mean, we can't do this. And she's like, mom, we're going to Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm going to be Miss Louisiana. We're doing it. And do you know that we bought an $80 dress from Dillard's? And yep. we went to Minneapolis and Sarah Jane won the whole thing she was miss america's miss, miss teen. teen yeah and that actually helped me launch into new york and i used that to like get you know to get my agent and stuff i i you know that was like yeah. what i used to kind of leverage hey i'm here i just want america's miss teen and it really helped yeah. But mom and I had fun because we didn't take it super seriously because it was like, hey, I'm here. And like all these other girls were just there. You know, it's a big business, the pageant world. Yeah. And it. so I kind of there. felt like I was like in a Christopher Guest documentary, you know, like just observing this whole world. It's and crazy. but we had an absolute ball at the Mall of America. And then when I won, we were both so shocked like we were like funny is that what? one of the girls as she came out of the dressing room on final night said Sarah Jane you want some you want some waterproof mascara and she was like no no I didn't even wear I, waterproof I had mascara running all down my face walking across the stage with black I didn't her. think I was gonna win <laughs> it was a good memory like that was a that was one so of my best. ridiculous I loved it and then I went home the next day with like this trophy, the size of a refrigerator and like 
three dozen roses and like, it was, it was nuts, but it helped me launch my career. I think, you know, sometimes things like that, you know, you meet interesting people, you travel a little and, and it just broadened broadens your mind to think like oh like maybe I can do like big things like maybe I have maybe I have what it takes and and that I credit that it gave me self-confidence so I I'm I'm it was fun we had a good time I had a ball (laughs) you should see the video it's hysterical (laughs) so do you think your daughter has more of your good qualities or your exceptional qualities I think Sarah Jane and I are a lot alike. We have the same, like, we love the same things, you know, the same things are important to us. The only difference is she is way, way more straight ahead, no looking back than Mm -hmm. I am. I am, confrontation is not my thing, Mm -hmm. but she beats it head on. Don't even go. Not there. in a bad way. You're no. making me sound like I'm <laughs> but, going. You just keep going. Don't let any, nobody can tell you that you can't do something. Well, since she's making me sound like I'm like this tough girl or something, I don't yell at anybody. Never. I'm very kind. And I got that from my mom, but I think that my dad, he's an entrepreneur and he's a, he's an unbelievably intense and strong businessman. And so I feel really grateful that I got a lot of his like assertiveness, exactly. yeah. but all the, the kind, caring uh, concern from my mom. And so like in business, it allows me to really walk that balance. And even in relationships, like even with like, you know, obviously from my records, I've been through some hard times mm-hmm. um, in relationship and stuff. But I've always tried to be positive and loving and forgiving my enemies and, um, you know, really uh, being that Carla. Kill them with kindness. Well, there's no killing anybody. (laughs) (laughs) But I try to be like, um, like mom in that she just, mom is always concerned about other people's feelings. She's just like empathy is just who she is. Like, she's just a ball of empathy. And, but having the side from my dad, it it allows me to be a little less emotional and like stay focused on business. Does that make sense? Like, I'm very grateful for both sides of my personality. (laughs) So I get along well with people because mom gets along well with everybody. One of my (laughs) grandchildren said, nanny, do you just love everybody? (laughs) I do. She does. That's, that's good. That's a good thing to have. What's your most memorable family vacation? Well, I would definitely say it was when I was in the first grade, and I remember this trip really, really well. We had a Good Times van, which was a custom, you know, those custom vans are real cushy inside. Yes. And we piled in my two brothers, me, my great grandmother, and my mom, and we drove from from Louisiana to Los Angeles. And, um, my mom is so fun that she let us stop at every trading post and ball of twine and whatever else there was to see. We, we just, it was like so much fun. We just, my brothers were in a ninja phase and they bought throwing stars at almost every like truck stop and trading post. So we had like a whole arsenal of like ninja weapons and we, and we just had, we went to universal studios and did all that stuff in LA 
And, and what's crazy is you flash forward that, that trip universal studios. Cause I was just, just like, I talked like this when I was little, like I had a big Southern accent, like I was really country and I went to universal studios and I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like it just blew my mind. And flash forward years later, I call mom and I'm like, you are not going to believe this, but I was at a TV job in LA and it was on the universal lot, but I didn't even think about it. <laughs> and I get, I get to the lot and all of a sudden I'm driving to the, the location to the trailer to get like hair and makeup. And I see the jaws comes up, which I remember as a kid, there's the like shark. a part of the universal studios tour jaws comes up. Have either of you guys done that tour? Yep. Okay. So, you know, the jaws. So yeah. all of a sudden I'm standing there and I'm like, Whoa, like I am literally right where I was when I was in first grade, but I'm here working as an actor. Like how nuts is that? Like it was just blew me away. And so like, I think taking kids on those kinds of adventures and just expanding their horizons. And this was before the internet. So mm -hmm. nowadays, I guess you could expand from your It was also before seatbelts. <laughs> yeah. Sarah we, Jane spent the whole trip on a cooler box between the two front seats. I sat on a cooler. Thank God we didn't crash. But yeah, we had like sandwiches in the cooler. For, that was lunch on the road. <laughs> so so it was amazing. That was the best trip. Oh, it sounds like fun. That was wonderful. I know. I think we should all just go do one now. Um, I know. Yeah. I need, now you're making me think fun? I need to take my kids on something like that. Oh, They're it. at the perfect age, but COVID has like, you know, changed a lot, oh my but I got to do it. Okay. Now it's on my list. Now that we talked about that. <laughs> so in your opinion, what's one piece of advice that you want to give your daughter or have given your daughter that you would repeat over and over to her to just help her out in life and everything in general? My piece of advice is that everyone in the world, I don't care if they're babies all the way to senior citizens, everybody just wants you to love them unconditionally, exactly the way they are. And that's the goal. I mean, so many kids, and I've realized this a lot lately, so many kids just don't feel good enough. Girls that don't feel thin enough, they're maybe their hair is not just perfect. And it makes me very sad that people can't be more loving and say, you're awesome. That's all they want to hear. And I'm lucky that I grew up with a mom with that kind of mentality. I mean, that's just, I'm very blessed. And, you know, mom also, some advice she always gave me that I think is so good. And it's really translated into my life is... <laughs> Are you scared? <laughs> um, it's that she'll say, when you think something nice, always say it out loud. And so like, she'll walk down the street and she'll say to somebody, what a gorgeous red coat. You look beautiful in that. That color is you, you know, random person that she doesn't know. And the beam that that person has, like, and it's not, she's not just bullshitting you know like she's she's saying something very genuine like that lady is like on you know in that coat yeah, and she, I mean, but, like but don't keep it inside like just share that love I and love that. and so she always does that and with with me and with my kids and with people that she knows like just sharing love it's it's not like new agey and woo woo to be loving and peaceful and all of that it's it's really just like 
being a good human being to not keep the, the positive things inside. Like, and, and there may be somebody that somebody watching somebody that they need to tell you're doing a really good job or thanks for helping me with that. I couldn't have done it without you or wow, you just look radiant in that, you know, new haircut you got, but like never, why would you hold back in, if you could then just brighten someone's day. So that I never hold it back. And, And I think that makes me who I am because I really want to affirm others and in my music and in my art and in my life and in the work that I do, I do songwriting with people who are, you know, needing help and support, like everything I do, I want to help others. That that's what makes me happy. And that's, that's what, that's where I get it. And in fairness, my dad is also very charitable and giving. So I was raised with, with that. And that is the best, best thing that I could have ever been raised with. I'm very lucky. We're lucky. Mommy. Um, where are we? Um, what strange cravings did you have while you were pregnant? <laughs> Do you remember? I know exactly what I had. Chili what? cheeseburgers. With me? With all three, uh, all of my kids. I wanted a chili cheeseburger. And Hardee's. Where did you get it? Oh, I, Hardee's. Hardee's had them when they, the first <laughs> Hardee's was in Greenville, South Carolina. That's where my first one was born. And from then on, every place I lived, Minuteman, I love chili cheeseburgers. Aw, how about you? Like, you know, for my kids, I, uh, I would say the most memorable craving was I was really obsessed with banana bread during my pregnancy with Mateo. I, and I still just love banana bread, but I mean, I would, I was cooking a lot of loaves of banana bread. Like it was, it was out of control. Yeah, I, have I just recipe. couldn't, it's a good recipe. <laughs> I've dialed it in. I got a good <laughs> banana bread Okay, so we know your daughter can sing, but the question I have is, can you sing or do you play an instrument? When I was young, I used to play the guitar, but I haven't in many, many, many years. And I can sing, but I've never sang for anyone. Professionally. Um, professionally, ever. She's an amazing but singer. I have to tell you this. Sarah Jane and I recorded a, a some music and I had never put those headphones on, you know, that they have in the recording studio. And we were in LA and her, her oldest daughter, her oldest was uh, just a baby. And we were going to send it to my mom and dad, a, you know, a little uh, record. And we were in the studio and I had those headphones on and Sarah Jane was trying to start a song and a fly landed on the music and I hit it. And it made like a big bam. And the guy that recorded the whole thing, he put that off because she could not sing. She laughed. We were laughing so much that we could not get through it. It was so funny. We just, yeah, she's actually a great singer. And I took her into the studio that time because I was like, I got to record you because you're a great singer. And we need to do it again. I know. We, should do we that. really should because I love her voice. But yeah, I killed a fly and it, and it sounded like a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> She hit the mic. Sarah Jane's like, Mom. A mother-daughter duet. What? A mother-daughter duet. Yes. Oh, that would be good. Let's do it, Mom. <laughs> Scares me to death. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know you're supposed to do something every day that scares you? 
Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I've been doing ever since I got divorced. I've been doing some pretty scary things because I had never done anything really except take care of kids and move. <laughs> Mom's on a new adventure at this point in her life. And it's I think it's a very exciting, wonderful adventure. It's never too late for an adventure. That's no. true. <laughs> um, okay. What was your first concert? Hmm, Mom? My first concert was, there were no concerts where I was raised, so it would have to be, oh, I know where, what it was. It was Willie Nelson came Woo! to, Willie Nelson came to Fayetteville, Arkansas, Ooh. and our last name was Nelson, and that was when my uh, ex-husband was in college, and we went out to eat, and the man, it was packed out. And the man said, well, I'm sorry, we have no place. And Phil pulled out his driver's license and said, look, I'm Willie Nelson's brother and we got to get to the concert. And they boom, put us in a seat. And I was just like, oh my God. His driver's license said Phil Nelson on it. <laughs> Phil that Nelson, the lost brother of Willie. <laughs> so there you go. I'm trying to think what my first concert was. Um, you know, I feel like it was Garth Brooks. Uh, he came to our little town in Louisiana, which was very gracious of him. It's not a huge town. We had a little civic center and the tickets sold out like instantaneously. And he actually took his days off and added like two more shows because he was like, well, if this little town wants to see me, I'm going to do extra that shows. Was a great show. And so we got, I got to go. And that was back when he was like wearing all the different colored shirts and like <laughs> flying out over the crowd and stuff. And he's still my entertainer of the year every year. He's, he's just the greatest live performer. And um, that show really just, I mean, he, he can go in a stadium, he can go in an arena and make you feel like he's talking and singing just to you in his living room. Like he has this unbelievable ability to do that. And I saw him at Bridgestone a couple of years ago and it was the same thing. It was truly amazing. And Trisha was there too. So yeah, my first one, I think that would have been when Garth came to Monroe, Louisiana. Yeah, I remember that. Wow. We've had some really amazing names from, from these interviews. That's really cool. I love it. Yes. So um, obviously you knew Sarah was doing the, um, Sarah Jane was doing the um, acting and stuff and uh, in New York, obviously, because you were there. When did you know that she wanted to go into music? She has always, always been into music. I mean, she was in children's theater. She was in plays, you know, once upon a mattress. I mean, since she was in third grade, she has always been in music. That she well, loved. those are musicals, though. She's asking about like songwriting. Well, songwriting, you know. But I always did poetry. Yeah, and so it was just kind of a matter of time before it all came together. I think. Yeah, I kind of put it together into songs. Yeah. But here in, you know, I think this breakup here in Nashville kind of triggered, you know, just. Well, I had some time on my hands, you know, I, I suddenly was co-parenting, and I had my kids half the time, and I I didn't really know who I was without. It was being a mom sad. full time. And I was really left like with an identity crisis and music kind of swooped in and was there for me and the, the music community in Nashville. And my mom sort of saw that happening yeah. where it was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to this. 
class and I'm going to a writer's round and I have a co-write and I, I started to have this community and what an amazing community it is. It's I mean, amazing. Nashville songwriting community is the best in the world. I really believe that. And I've heard it said by a lot of people. It's just, uh, it's unbelievable. So that that's when it really took a front seat. Mm -hmm. And then mom started hearing the songs I was writing. Oh. And of course, as you can tell, mom is my cheerleader. I mean, it. if I'm looking for criticism, I don't play the song for mom. Like I'm going to get support <laughs> yeah. and unconditional love and support from her. And just that, that's a great feeling, mm -hmm. but she's very intelligent. You know, she was an agent. She knows what she's talking about. Like when it comes to talking about storytelling. And so she really does have good recommendations. I mean, there's some songs that she'll, she'll throw out a, Hey, what about this? And I really should give her like writing credit on. That's true. Occasionally. <laughs> yeah. On the album. yeah. But you know, Sarah Jane encouraged me. I've always been a poet. I've written poetry my whole life. And she encouraged me to go to the Nashville public library mm -hmm. and do a contest they were, they were having a sonnet writing contest. And I don't know if you're familiar with sonnets, but they have a certain rhyme scheme. Everything has the same amount of syllables. And, and she won. I won the whole thing. <laughs> and I had never, ever even been no. there. So mom needs to be writing songs too. And I, I could write songs we too. We got to get her. She's like poetry, songwriting. They work oh, together they well. Don't be done. Perfect. Um, so how did you feel when your daughter told you she wanted a career in music knowing how vulnerable that whole scene is I felt wonderful <laughs> because I knew that if anybody in the world could make this happen it would be Sarah Jane Nelson oh mom I mean it I mean it it has just escalated you know, through this whole journey and it's just a matter of time. I mean, these songs that she has written, they actually speak to people. I mean, people from all over the world call her. Some man from Ireland called and said, because she wrote a song called every other weekend. And he said, in all my life, I never dreamed that I would only see my children every other weekend. But they, these people don't call me, Mom. They're, they're well, emailing me. They're emailing me. <laughs> I don't want to sound like I got like a no, no, 1 800 number. Of course, I'm in the phone call world. <laughs> I'm not in the email world. But nevertheless, I mean, it really speaks to people. And I love that. And I know it's going to be huge. Maybe your mom has a point. We should get you a 1 800 number. That way people can call you. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would give it out. Call 1 900 Nashville <laughs> Songwriter. <laughs> Let's talk about music. Four ninety five a minute. <laughs> yeah, they used to have them numbers. So, what is your favorite song of your daughter's that she has written? My favorite song is hands down. Oh, you got a hands down. I one. have a hands down one. And it's one of her new ones, but it, it is so me. I know which one. Boat on the shore. Yep. I knew it. And it's about someone who is always frightened to go out to, you know, the boat is still on the shore and they try to do their life and do everything, but there's still a boat on the shore. And at the end of the song, 
she leaves the shore and goes. It's about like uh, not fulfilling your highest purpose. So feeling like there's something that you're meant to do that you're not fully realizing yet. And it, I mean, I feel that way at different times. Um, so it's, it's nothing negative, actually. I feel like in a way, um, boat on the shore. I felt that way as I've written That's this me. current record is that like, I'm, I'm about ready to set sail with it. And you guys are catching me right at the beginning of the release of the singles and everything. But you know, that song I think might have an impact on people because a lot of them uh, can relate to being afraid to take that step into what is probably their greatest uh, achievements and purpose in life. Cause it's, it's sometimes it just feels better to just stay in your house. And you know, there's a lyric in it that says, um, Another cup of coffee wakes her up from last night's wine. As she tells the folks on Instagram, she's doing fine. That's how it is. Searching, uh, scrolling through the places, th scrolling through the pictures of the places she could sail, but she never sails anywhere. So that's like a verse. But I think, you know, it's just like, that's how it is. I mean, with COVID, we've all been boats on the shore in many ways, you know, and we're all ready to just get out there and do what we're what we're made to do, but, but I'm, I, I'm happy you guys are able to do this from your computers. So, so you guys are doing your thing from home. <laughs> and I New York City and Sarah Jane encouraged me and I got there and she sat me down that first night in the apartment. I was, I was like, I was in Mars and she said, mother, I want you to repeat after me. And I thought, what is she going to say? <laughs> this is that you've spent your whole life making sure everybody else is blissfully happy. You don't even know what your favorite color is. And then she looked at me and she said, say this. No. That was it. And that's not in my vocabulary. <laughs> no. But I learned to say no in New York City. Trust me. I was not. Mom the same got a person. lot of street smarts living there. Act like you know where you're going, whether you do or not. That's a good lesson in life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What song or album should we listen to before we die? Well, uh, Live Like You Were Dying wouldn't be a bad option if you're talking about before you die. I love that I song. I love that song. I'll never forget the first time I heard that song on the radio in my car. I mean, I just started bawling. Tanya Tucker is amazing. Yeah, that's not a Tanya Tucker song. Oh, what's the one? <laughs> Send me flowers. Oh, oh, bring my flowers now. Do you yes. know that Tanya Tucker song? Yes. Oh, that's I love one that too. Song. No, Tim McGraw is the Tim McGraw is Love Like You Were Dying. Live Like You Were Dying. Yeah, we love the Tanya Tucker record that Brandy Carlisle produced. We just love, we love Tanya. So, big fan. Perfect. We are too, for sure. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'd like to first start by saying thank you both very much for being here. It's been my honor to have both of you here on today and uh, just get to know both of you better. I'd love to meet you in person. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to come to Nashville. Absolutely. Or we'll go honky tonking. <laughs> Mom's a good two-stepper. Oh, yeah. And I love to dance. 
We'll go out to the American Legion in East Nashville and oh, do some two-stepping. So it's really fun. But I hope that you guys will check out my new video. I'm super excited about Mama Loves You. Oh, and it's it's cry. really a song. It's not a song to my mom. It's a song from mother to child. Yeah. And that's a little bit of a different perspective. But I feel like you know, my children have taught me so much and they brought so much joy into my life. And even the challenges that I've had, like I've just grown and grown and grown. Um, and so I wanted to write this song to them. And so it's like a lullaby and it has a beautiful string section. And, um, and then when I did the video, I, I created a a selection of photos from their entire life from birth till now. And so I'm just, I'm really excited this Mother's Day to honor my kids. And I just, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they'll ever realize how much I truly love them because it's a love that it's really hard to, Motherly it's hard love. to put into words. Um, but, uh, and I, and I also hope that the song Mama Loves You is a song that other moms can share with their kids and that they can express that as well because on mother's day we want to honor our moms but i think it's really neat to also honor the children who have made us moms so that's what it's all about that's a great way of putting it i love that that is amazing so yeah so yeah thank you so so much for joining us i still say you to our sisters (laughs) this lady you guys will love her you got to come to nashville and meet her everybody loves nanny i'm getting ready to have my 72nd birthday yeah she's 71 never never happy birthday early she's 71 can you believe that wow you're fibbing (laughs) i wish (laughs) so i'm serious i hope this interview uh i hope i will be contacted by some eligible bachelors. This Stop is it, what I'm Sarah doing. Jane. This is what this is Stop really it. about. You guys, I'll get a timeout. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm giving timeouts for people. She's like the bachelorette in in my world. I get it's like with mom. I get to uh, have the real life bachelorette. I have a boyfriend and he's wonderful. And I'm not out in the dating world, but this is my bachelorette that I get to guide along the way. Oh. That is so sweet. That is so sweet. <laughs> I think we should have a live edition of, of Bachelorette in Nashville here. Yeah, we could do, couldn't we? That's what she is. She's yeah. We get. I, we all can. You guys should do a blog and just oh, chronicle. Stop it. We can, do that. we can do that together, all of us. Yeah. It's a whole new string to our bow. Crazy Women Country dating site. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, we, the, the one thing she probably wouldn't like is if we talked about the fantasy suite. So we'd have to skip that part. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Do you watch The Bachelor? You don't. I don't know. Really. Really. <laughs> no, not really. No. I'm not going to any fantasy suite. You can <laughs> bank on that. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> um, well, it was so fun to hang out with you guys again. It's been a blast. Again. It's always a blast. For joining yeah. us. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.